Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Now, this week's Work of the Week takes us on a gentle, sunlit voyage along the quays of the Port of Cork. And to accompany me on this homecoming is the Crawford Gallery's assistant curator, Michael Waldron, taking me on a view that we haven't quite seen before. (laughs) Michael, I've just had a good look at this week's Work of the Week and... We're actually taking a little journey on a steamer that is entering the port of Cork. And this is the first time I've actually seen it from the city's point of view. It's almost as if we were coming into the port way back in 1842 or something like that. That's amazing because when you were choosing all the different paintings, did this one kind of stand out as having a different perspective from all of the others? Because it's the one where you actually get to see the city for the first time. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I think... This painting in particular kind of offers us a very familiar and yet unusual perspective. And it really does, I think, draw the city and the harbour together in one image. You know, sometimes we might forget it now as Mm. the as the port continues to recede downriver yeah, <laughs> towards Ringoskitty. Yeah. Yeah. In my grandparents' generation or, or older, of course, the keys were much more active. Yeah. This, I suppose, goes back further again to a, a city that was really on the edge of its harbour. Yeah. And all of the activity and interest that's kind of bound up in that. I suppose the reason you chose it for this week is because when you wrote this little article that you write that goes with the work of the week every week, you were thinking about comings and goings. You know, it's Christmas time, flights coming in, flights going out, people coming in with ferries and all that kind of stuff. But isn't it strangely ironic? A lot of that has actually been suddenly closed down this year. That's the thing. I mean, I think in selecting this image, it does feel warm and welcoming. It's a very beautiful kind of colour palette of kind of honey colours as, mm. as the sun sets over yeah. the city in the west and we're coming from the east and it does feel like a return, a homecoming as the passengers on this steamer are almost at their birth. There's an added poignance this year because in selecting this there's so much influx and people don't know yeah. how they will necessarily be together or how they can come up with a a new way of celebrating at a distance. Although it's not a wintry theme, I think it it does speak to that kind of feeling of coming home. And if people can't come home this Christmas, at least there's an image of homecoming to, to hold on to. Now, imagine, if you will, that you're actually on board this little paddle steamer as it heads into the city and you're just looking around on deck 
And what do you see around you at the moment as you look from, say, left to right? Because it, in, in a funny way, it is almost like it's the point of view of the passenger. In, in that respect, yes. And perhaps we're on a vessel just behind this yeah. on this busy river. But what I think is, is interesting that I suppose the feeling, first of all, the excitement of arrival yeah. when you know you're nearly there. <laughs> are we there yet? Yes, we are. <laughs> but also that if we think of the mindset of the people on board this, on the deck of this vessel, they'll have come from Liverpool or Bristol or London or Glasgow. It's been a long journey, so they're tired. Yeah. But there's this excitement of an active city and, and something really bustling. So from left to right, I suppose, the city has changed, obviously, since this was painted in 1842. Yeah. But on the left-hand side, we would have what is now Kennedy Key. And if you think of where the Odlum building and Orange Hall are yeah. and the Idle Hour. So that side of things. And then as our vision or our, our, as we pan across the scene, we'll see the masts of ships, of course. But then tucked in behind some buildings, we'll see some taller structures. So we'll see the old city hall, which of course burned in December 1920. Nice. And then further away, you see just one lone spire. <laughs> and that's old St. Finbar's. Because of course, the three spires of St. Finbar's Cathedral weren't added until later in that century. Okay. So you have that. And then as you keep panning and you're kind of almost looking straight ahead, you can see the bonded warehouses and the custom house, which of course are there, are there still. Okay. Can you see the goldie fish? <laughs> you can, you can. Yeah. <laughs> As we pan right then, and kind of looking onto the north side of the of the river, you see the, the high hills of Broad of Rawher and Sunday's Well, and then you see Shandon itself, Shandon Steeple, kind of towering above everything else. And then a little bit closer to us, St. Patrick's Church, which is near near the train station. It's amazing because a lot of building has just taken place in that area recently and that skyline is now completely modernised. So we're going back to the way old, old Cork, where the old Cork money was made through the sea. And that's what it looks like to them, to the merchants. Now, we haven't mentioned the painter himself, an amazing man altogether, considering where he was born, what kind of work he had, and the fact that he was never actually trained as an artist. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he essentially self-taught. Yeah. So his name, he has a long name, but his name is George Mouncy Wheatley Atkinson. <laughs> and he was born in 1806, a native of Cove. As a teenager, you know, he went to sea as a ship's carpenter. So you can imagine he might have been at a lowly rank when he was a teenager and then started apprenticing and graduating up the, up the ranks. And then when he returned from sea years later, he was made the government surveyor of shipping and emigrants. Wow. So his role was, as you can imagine, quite, quite a busy one and during a very quite difficult time because, of course, as he reached maturity and into his middle years, that coincided with the famine oh. and mass mass immigration. Oh my God. So he was, I think, very highly aware of the role of the harbour in that, that time because his paintings are busy with ships. Yeah. We don't, we don't really see the, the trauma of the period. That's not his focus, but we do see a very, very busy, connected harbour. And as, as he said, he's, he's self-taught, so all his observations at sea and of ships are accurate because he knows 
exactly what things should look like. Well, George Atkinson has very accurately painted not not just the fleet that would come to the port, but also the modern steam-driven fleet that was coming in the 1840s. Also, the city very accurately painted. And painfully, the fact that the population of Ireland, half of its population at the time, would nearly pass his clipboard on its way to farther and farther afield just to survive. Amazing altogether just to see this lurking in the background of what is otherwise a very pleasant and pleasing view of Cork from a position none of us would ever have taken unless you were at sea yourself. And something to look at at the moment as people come home for Christmas and stay home safely and then someday voyage back to where they came from. This was the man that they would have passed if they were there in the 1840s. So my thanks to George Atkinson and to you, Michael, for all of our chats this year. It's been an amazing world of art that you've, you've taken me on a voyage of yet again this week. Thanks a million. Thanks a million, Connor.